What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture. Uh, we're on episode 28, which I think is actually very appropriate as I'm talking, as I'm saying it now. It just all makes sense. So we're obviously we're going to talk, you know, Super Bowl. You know, it's Friday before, you know, Super Bowl. We'll make predictions and all that good stuff. But, you know, the main thing that we have to talk about, you know, we've been, you know, collecting our thoughts over the past week and stuff and, you know, mourning and celebrating and all that. Uh, we got to talk Kobe Bryant um, died in a tragic helicopter crash at age 41. Um, you know, eight other people, you know, died in that helicopter, including including his 13 year old daughter, Gigi. You guys can talk about, you know, where you were at when you found out about the news and kind of how you're feeling about the whole thing. I kind of just want to listen to you guys right now and, and see, you know, what you guys were going through. For me, I think in in I don't think I truly recognized how much I respected Kobe. He was never like my favorite player growing up as a kid, but knowing that he was just someone who I, I knew was a competitor and had the type of drive to continuously want to improve in his craft. And if he knew that there was something more that he could give, he was going to give it. I, I feel like I've been like shaken in a way that like really reminds me that absolutely not nothing is going to be in my control as far as when me or any of my loved ones might go. Um, when they die, you know, I'm, I'm not going to know. It's not going to be something I'll ever be able to say, yes, I'm ready for knowing the legend that Kobe was as well. That, that was the thing. Like, we saw him become the legend that he is and, like, grew up with him, literally. Like, they're, they're, I, as far as me really, truly following the NBA, I don't know the NBA without Kobe. You know, I might have had, you know, Michael Jordan was my favorite player. That's why I like the Bulls. And, you know, having... Loyalty was more to, like, my favorite players. You know, I loved Iverson, but I, I wouldn't say he was really something, someone who I kept up with. But as far as I can say, I've been following basketball in my real memory. Kobe has always been a part of that. And to think that he's not only not a part of basketball, because that's you've seen him outside of that, but knowing that he was still such an, an integral part to why the NBA was growing and, you know, the things that he was accomplishing outside of basketball as well was just, you couldn't wait to see what was next from him. And so having the ability to see what Kobe was, not only just as a, as a man, but also what he represented to so many people especially the lakers franchise like he and dirk are the only ones that have stayed with the franchise for as long as they have and um it's it's a powerful testament to his dedication even though you know we've all heard about the the push that he wanted to get out of la he still stayed he still he he was just driven and in a way that I don't know who else I can say I really see that in, in the NBA anymore at least as far as to the level Kobe Kobe was I mean there may be young guys out there who 
who may see this as an opportunity for them to really buckle into that type of work ethic. And Jason Tatum has been balling. So if there's anybody who I feel like sort of embodies that kind of. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum is. This game kind of reminds me of, of Kobe. Boy, the way he, he picks his shots, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and he's worked with them a lot over the past, you know, couple of years and stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, he's he leans on he leaned on Kobe, for sure, for sure. But no, I mean, I I echo those sentiments, Sakani. Uh, I think you can literally go on forever about you know all the you know great things Kobe accomplished, and not only a basketball player but as just you know a human being. Um, and it's 41 years, all the people that were involved. I mean, it's we haven't even mentioned his daughter yet, but, you know, Gigi or Gianna, right? Everybody's saying Gigi, but it's Gianna. It's, yeah. yeah, Gianna. They're all affected, and, you know, and that's just at the very central, at a very central level, you know, to, you know, everything that's unfolded. And I think, I think a lot of people, when news broke, to, you know, when Michael Jackson died, like you, it was the, you know, death he heard around the world for good reason. When those types of people, they're basically, you know, masters of their craft, like Michael with entertainment, dancing, and, you know, singing. Like, they're, when you become that, um, like, Connie was saying locked in to you know being the very best at what you do and you know I was talking to Sakani not Sakani um Sterling earlier today and um I don't know if you heard it from somebody else or said it himself that Kobe was you know the embodiment of what he cared for and like what you know what it presented to be a, um, a great player, you know, and a great competitor. And that's why people respected him so much. And, you know, I still haven't really come to terms with him really being gone ever. But right now, I just, I can't really think of a world without Kobe Bryant in it, you know, being my favorite player, Lakers being my favorite team. For those listening, you, you know, Lakers on my team. And, um, you know, I had a couple people kind of check check in with me. Just because. crazy thing about it, I was supposed to play basketball that night, open gym. Or not that night, the night before. And it got canceled. And I was so mad because I had played in a long time. I was actually excited. And I wore my uh, my Kobe's to work. And when I found out, I was just mad. And then next day I had work again. That's when I found out. And I was just I was just so shaken uh, up by, by the news, and um, but after work that day, I went and balled out for a little bit. It felt nice to be back on the court, but yeah, man, um, I miss them. But memories are, are are priceless. His his contribution to the game of basketball, and you know, to um, Every everything that you know, what what we love him for is is priceless. So, so I think that this is probably the you know 
highest, you know, profile death, you know, where you're talking, you know, celebrities and athletes, like this one hit me the hardest. I was, you know, working on my car. I was, you know, putting a little piece on my, you know, brake caliper or whatever. And, you know, Steph was, you know, inside and she called, you know, called my name and was like, you know, come here, come look at this. And, you know, she uh, showed me the TMZ article that said, you know, Kobe Bryant dead at 41. Um, but then she told me, you know, well, the link's not there anymore. Um, you know, it's down or whatever. And no one else has really posted it at that time. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it, it can't be real. Like, you know, someone hacked it or something. Um, but then she went back a few minutes later and then I'm over here stopped completely you know what i'm doing you know at my car and i'm searching searching and then i'm starting to see more stuff come up and then i saw tmz posted again and i'm like oh no like if it's from tmz like it's there's got to be something to it like so i think that's you know shortly when i text you guys you know after that and was like you know screen took a screenshot or whatever of it it hit me it hit me hard because i'm like I, I've always liked Kobe as a player, but I was getting to love Kobe the man because, you know, I've, I've seen everything he's done post-career, even everything that he did late in his career when he wasn't really playing much. But you got, you got to kind of – he was peeling back the layers of himself for everyone to see. You know, I saw him on the Knuckleheads podcast with, you know, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. I saw him on the All the Smoke podcast maybe three weeks before it happened, you know, with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And I'm like, man, like I wish Kobe showed this all the time. Uh, it's like, it was so weird because Kobe is like the fiercest competitor that I think I've ever seen in any sport. Yet he still found a way to show you that life was about so much more than basketball. And people thought that he was going to struggle making that transition. And he made it, more seamlessly than anyone else that I can really think of, you know, of, in terms of someone of that much greatness. What really did it for me, though, was finding out that, you know, Gianna had was with him. Um, that really hurt me. I mean, obviously, you guys know, you know, I'm a new father and all that. But that's just what hit me the most. Because it's like, you know, as a parent, you spend your entire life you put so much energy into a providing a life for your child that you know you that you never had and then b protecting your child so i can't even fathom what that would be like when you know that helicopter's coming to a crash and you know you're over here telling you know your daughter everything's going to be okay you know daddy's got you like i can't imagine that and that just breaks my heart um, I was telling Brandon earlier, I think the first day of the news, I was kind of just in shock, uh, still hadn't quite really come to terms with what was going on that Monday, you know, I was a little more, you know, somber. And then on Tuesday, I just kind of like broke down and let the emotion flow. Um, you know, kind of like Sakani, you know, Kobe wasn't, you know, my favorite player ever, you know, at any point, but I respected him for, you know, who he was. And, you know, I didn't get to see Michael Jordan from the beginning of his career to the end, but I got to see Kobe and that's good enough for me. Um, so, I mean, his, his spot in history is solidified. I, there's never been any debate about that. You see a lot of memes going around 
that's like, you know, Jordan, LeBron and Kobe. And it's like, okay, let's squash this debate now. Let's just, you know, respect all three of them, you know, as greatness. And I'm all for that. Um, but just to see all the things that Kobe was doing and the fact that the fact that he died being, you know, a dope parent, you know, he was taking his, you know, child to the game to, you know, coach the team and all that stuff. Like he, that was his, love. his, his greatest love, even more than basketball was being a dad. And none of us ever realized that until, you know, fairly recently, which is like, you know, Kobe, the man is so much better than Kobe, the basketball player, which is, insane but he is so yeah no it, it really really hurt you know just the outpour of emotion from those that you know played with him from reporters from i mean you've got people that did one interview with him or have only seen him one time in their entire life and the kobe stories that they tell are just phenomenal i mean he's one of those guys that's just so electric um you see the way it hit the entire the entire world not just the sports world you know like brandon said it's similar to you know when michael jackson died like i didn't realize that so many people knew who kobe bryant was and you know when they hear his name and hear the tragic news behind it to react the way that they did um that was that was insane and you know i I, I still can't quite come to terms with it. Uh, it's still just kind of hard to believe. But man, Kobe Bryant, the man, like I said, was just a was just a phenomenal person. And um, you know, his legacy, his legacy as a human being is you know is the most significant that comes into play. You know, in terms of everything about Kobe. And uh, I'm glad to have those memories of him and be able to go back and, you know, see the things that he's done and accomplished in his life and be like, you know what, that's, that was Kobe Bryant. Um, Kobe Bryant was more than 81 points in a game. He was more than one time MVP, more than five time champion. Um, he was a champion at life. And, uh, I'll always remember him as that. Hey, you can end it right there to be real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, we we could talk we could talk about Kobe for hours. You know, we could talk about his, you know, our favorite memories of him. You know, whether on or off the court. You know, there's there's a there's a laundry list. You know, people have the 81 points as a memory. They've got the, you know, Matt Barnes trying to punk him with the ball in his face and he didn't move. You know, you can go back to the hard times that he had, and then you get Pal Gasol, and then he wins back to back chips without Shaq. You can just go on and on, you know, with the memories of him. But yeah, I mean, hold those tight, you know, hold those dear to your heart. You know, we I think we all have our own, you know, Kobe stories that we can share. And, you know, it's it's crazy because Kobe was one of those people just like how, you know, if the moonwalk is, you know, a staple in, you know, American culture, you know, everyone knows moonwalk Michael Jackson. If I were to, you know, take a paper ball right now and shoot it at the trash can, everyone knows what you're supposed to say. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's significant, you know, and it's, we don't think about it, but you know, Steph knows if someone does that, you say Kobe, you know, you don't have to be a basketball fan to know that that's, that's just mind boggling to know that, you know, 
little things like that he's had such an impact on you know society and culture as a whole yeah no i i think about stuff like that but also think about you know since i'm a, a sneakerhead as well just like the impact he's he's had as far as like all the shoes had over you know that deals with adidas and nike he's made more of a career with nike but I, i've owned like a ton of, of kobe's and now i want to get so many more just because you know i don't i mean i feel like those are cherishable items that i, I obviously will use but um you know the i remember at one point in time we're, we're like you know almost everybody's wearing i mean still to this day a ton of people wear kobe's um to play in the league so mm -hmm. it's just like you always knew i mean and the shoes were this you know the equivalent of his game you know always made for performance and you know um striking like, you know what i mean so yeah that'll be the next step probably i can't imagine honestly the one thing that immediately came to mind for me was as well as like i can't imagine what vanessa is feeling like i know she's surrounded by you know a good family in the lakers but still to lose the only man you've ever been with i mean she was with him since she was 17 like the the only man she's ever known and i thought at first oh my god he's for like now longer have their father in their life but then like you said you also you felt like damn once you once you heard about gianna it was even more heartbreaking um, especially knowing the connection that she had to basketball it just made me feel like oh my god vanessa is i can't even begin to fathom what that would be like i'm sure sydney you uh Sydney and Brandon, y'all can both attach to being with someone for a period in your life. I mean, maybe not as long as them, but still having that person in your life and mm -hmm. one day just wake up and, you know, they're not there anymore. That's, I, I mean, it would be devastating. It would be devastating, you know. Definitely. I mean, and, you know, Sakani, you brought up, you know, the, connection that he had with uh Gigi you know all those all those moments and stuff where you know the, the clips of them at you know Laker games or other NBA games and stuff and you know uh when I was listening to you know Kobe on all the smoke you know he talked about how it was you know Gigi who wanted to you know get NBA league pass and watch all the games you know it was you know, her that brought him back to, you know, the Lakers games and stuff like that. Like, And he's like, you know, the most beautiful thing was I got to see the game of basketball through her eyes. It wasn't, you know, him just being the teacher. Like he, she shared her beautiful, you know, basketball mind with him. And I think as a parent, you can't help but smile at stuff like that. You know, it's your, it's your child discovering new things about, you know, the game of basketball and new things about the world and, those are proud moments, you know, as a parent. So I'm glad that those are being, you know, just looped on, you know, every platform, every, you know, media outlet, because that's the stuff, that's the stuff that parents love to see. And I think it's great to show also that, you know, black fathers, you know, we, we have impact as well. It's not just, you know, 
the stories that you hear of the, you know, single mom who, you know, had to raise, you know, a boy on her own or raise a daughter on her own. Like, you know, so shout out to black fathers, you know, Kobe's showing us how to do it um, and do it at a high level. Well, yeah, I mean, so we can go on about Kobe forever. You guys have anything else you want to you want to get off your chest right now? Let's hoop more. Yeah, man, I need to. I need to for sure. We got we got to do it for Kobe. You got to. Yeah, I, I have one custom pair of Kobe's. I'm gonna have to wear them all the time now. Hey, but I can't. I can't. Uh, you know, play the game to 24 because if I'm on, I'm on 23 and I miss and I got to go back to eight. No, I quit. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's better than me. So he's better than me as a person. So I quit. I try. I, I'd go down to eight once. And then that second time, uh, yeah, I already scored enough. I win. Right. <laughs> Just going to let me keep going down to eight. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> you better drive. Yeah. Or, or, or what if we did? Or what if we did like okay, you gotta you gotta go down to two for Gigi if you miss <laughs> two. <laughs> you might as well go home. Just call it a night. Basically, oh, I mean let let's let's wrap up with our with Super Bowl. I guess you know obviously Super Bowl Sunday two days away. Um, we all know the matchup. You know Niners and Chiefs. Uh, I expect a heck of a game. Um, who who do you guys think you know wins the Super Bowl? And do you guys have a score for the game, or just gonna go with the prediction? I'm gonna go Kansas City wins it out, but I think they'll win it from behind. Mm. Yeah, I think they'll win it. Behind. I don't think it would be uh, decisive. It's gonna go off in the second and third quarter the same way Golden State used to, and run up the score to the point where the defense just, no matter how hard they lock down, they just can't get, they just can't slow them down enough. Interesting. But also, that's not even, as, as much as I want Kansas City to win, as much as I do, I really do think the Niners are going to win this. Their defense and run game is absolutely, it's, it's nasty. Like I, like high key, we were talking about. I want to say this season, the, the highlight defense was the Patriots' defense, but this Niners' defense has also been quite amazing. Like I, I went back looking at stats and whatnot over the season; they have been real nice. We'll see. We'll just have to see. Yeah, but I do feel like the Niners are going to win this. It'll be a close one. I'm going to say like twenty-one to. 23, but I want Kansas City to win. If mm-hmm. Kansas City wins, it's going to be a, I'm going to say, 37 to 28. Again, my my prediction is that uh, San Francisco will win. Yeah. You know, I've, I've tossed and turned on this one. I feel like this game is so close, and I can find 10 reasons why both teams are going to win this game. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs beating the Niners. I could see something like 27-21. I think the 
the Chiefs aren't going to be the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. They're not. I don't think they're going to put up 38, 40 points, anything like that. This Niners defense is just way too good. They're going to win some matchups. Uh, they're going to hold you to some field goals. Uh, they're not going to give up as many touchdowns. I think the aspect that people aren't talking about enough is this Chiefs defense against the Niners offense. Yes, the Niners have a you know a dynamic run game, but I think the perfect team to have played before this matchup, I think they played them. You, the team that you want to play that's closest to the Niners in terms of you know style of play or at least physicality is the Tennessee Titans. And they shut Derrick Henry down when Derrick Henry seemed unstoppable. They have a physical defense as well. Kansas City. You don't think the fact I'm gonna ask you. You don't think the fact that they have like multiple running backs that have different running styles will also play a factor into adjusting to the running game? Uh, no. I think I think it will. Um, and part of the reason, because I remember you guys asked me for, or we were talking about predictions last week. And I said I was going to hold off because I needed to see the injury report. I don't know. I don't know how healthy Tevin Coleman is. Um, and that is what made the Niners run game special, was that they had, you know, three running backs that could, you know, go and get you 180 yards rushing. I don't know how healthy Tevin Coleman is. I don't know how many touches he's going to get. Is it going to, are they going to have to lean on Raheem Mostert? Um, I mean, we saw what he did in the NFC Championship game, but. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be able to duplicate that when, you know, people know to look out for you type thing. The Chiefs defense is healthy. You know, Chris Jones is one of their best, you know, defense is their best defense alignment. He's healthy now. Uh, he made a difference in that game against Tennessee. And also, I love Tyron Matthew in that secondary. I love the way he's been playing in the playoffs. And you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw about two or three passes out there that can get picked off. And if they can get two of those, they're going to be in very good shape. Um, they're going to have to find a way to force turnovers because the Niners are so good at ball control. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs get out to an early lead, that changes everything. Because then that Niners pass rush can't be as physical within the pass rush as they usually are. Um, but if the Niners get out to an early lead, it can get ugly. So that's why, even if I'm wrong on my prediction and the Niners win, I it doesn't shock me. I'm, I'm completely satisfied with whatever result comes out of it um, because I can see, you know, many ways in both teams can win this game. I just want to see a good game. I don't want to see a dead like last year. Uh, last year was a terrible Super Bowl. And, um, so please put at least some points on the board. You know, let's both teams please score more than twenty-one, and uh, and I'll, I'll I'll just be able to enjoy the game. What'd you say? It was a great defensive game last year. Yeah, well, it was a great defensive game, but it was also some sloppy offense. I felt like, especially that you know the Rams' offense was just yes, the you know Patriots' defense was playing great, but. You know, we got nothing from anyone. We know we weren't expecting much from Todd Gurley because he had this weird injury, but that didn't mean that we, you know, knew we were going to get nothing from Jared Goff, nothing from, you know, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods and all them. Brady was sloppy as well. Brady didn't, you know, clean his game up until the fourth quarter, which, you know, Brady liked things. So 
Yeah, I want to see a thirteen to three game. I definitely don't want to see that. Absolutely, right. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I know Carl's not here. Carl's, you know, not not feeling well. Pray for Carl's health, please. Um, but he, Carl, you made this prediction from the jump. He said oh, the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think when we started talking NFL playoffs, he, you know, doubled down on that. So um, if the Chiefs win, you know, Carl, Carl said it first. So, so shout out to Carl. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a little episode we got in for you guys. I'm glad we were able to, you know, all get our thoughts and stuff out about Kobe. You know, thank you guys for continuing to tune in. You know, we definitely appreciate you guys, you know, checking out our insight on all these various topics. Um, I know this one is an especially tough one to get through, you know, with the content that we covered. But, um, yeah, guys, just, you know, let let this whole Kobe thing be a reminder to, you know, live your life, prepare. You know, Kobe showed us preparation at its finest. You know, be ready for those moments. And, uh, yeah, just thank you guys for tuning in. Check out all of our, you know, our, our podcasts on all our different platforms. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Yeah, you guys got anything else to add? Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and the other families that lost, or other families and people who were lost in that incident. Um, right. Yeah, Brandon, you got anything to add? Yeah, man, life is short. Or I shouldn't say life is short. Life is precious. So treat as it says, you know, tell people, you know, love them and, you know, Try to make every day uh, a meaningful one, you know, move with more intention um, because you don't know when you're going to be your time, um, you know, going forward, just blessings to that family uh, and all the families um, affected by, uh, directly affected by this tragedy. Yeah. All right. Well, beautifully spoken by both of y'all. Uh, till next time, guys. Peace. Peace.